4: For KSL. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Utah's News, Traffic, and Weather Station.
5: It's 12 noon in the KSL 24-hour newsroom. I'm Mary Ellen Geist. KSL's top story this hour, it's developing news on KSL. The FCC has just agreed to impose strict new regulations on internet service providers like Comcast, Verizon and AT&T. The agency voted three to two moments ago in favor of rules aimed at enforcing what's called net neutrality. That's the idea that service providers shouldn't intentionally block or slow web traffic creating paid fast lanes on the internet. FCC Commissioner Michael
3: Riley voted against it is not the government's role to offer services instead of or in competition with private actors.
5: The new rules say any company providing a broadband connection to your home or phone would have to act in the public interest and conduct business in ways that are, quote, just and reasonable. We'll have more details coming up on the browsers and on Utah's afternoon news. The Senate Judiciary Committee approved Loretta Lynch's nomination to be attorney general
6: today. The chairman, the votes are 12 yays, 8 nays.
7: Uh, by that roll call vote just announced, Miss Lynch will be reported to the floor.
5: Three Republicans joined all Democrats on the committee in supporting Lynch's nomination, which will now go to a full Senate vote. Our top local story this hour, state Senate panel barely passes a bill that would legalize medicinal marijuana in Utah. Supporters argued that they do not deserve to be criminalized for seeking healing. Christine Stenquist has suffered from a brain tumor and fibromyalgia. I spoke like a stroke victim. I lost the hearing in my left ear. I had balance and walking issues. I used a walker for a short time and then graduated to a cane. But state officials fear SB 259 lacks provisions for proper enforcement of growers whom Utah would license and that crimes associated with marijuana would increase. They also want more research of marijuana's medical benefits. Your money at this moment, the Dow's down three points at 18,222. NASDAQ up 17 points at 4,984. And the S&P is off three points at 2,111. <laughs> Coming up on KSL News Radio, remember that thing called snow. It's here in a big way. How long will it last? Well will check your KSL weather forecast. Coming up next, KSL News Time, twelve oh two.
0: If you are over the age of fifty and are considering buying an annuity in the next sixty days, I have some urgent news for you. Do not buy an annuity until you understand all of the pros and cons behind annuities. An eye-opening free book from best-selling author and national financial commentator Alan Haft has been released that reveals the truth about annuities in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we're about to offer you this book. This free book reveals the five secrets baby boomers and seniors need to know before buying an annuity. Call now to get your copy of this free book rushed to you today. After all, don't you want to avoid the expensive mistakes baby boomers and seniors make when they buy annuities? Any mistakes now will be costly later to you and your family. Call 888-316-0997. That's 888-316-0997. Again, call 888-316-0997. That's 888-316-0997. Mr. President. What is it, Sergeant? I'm a busy man.
4: It's a lifetime protection... On pre-owned vehicles. Held over now through Monday at Strong, Strong Volkswagen of Salt Lake City. Sir, it's a no-charge lifetime engine and transmission protection with lifetime roadside assistance, tire hazard, and car washes. And it's on every pre-owned vehicle we've got. What about Credit Amnesty? Credit Amnesty is in effect. If you bring home $350 a week, you get up to $30,000 in credit. Even with a $550 credit score? Yes, sir. Only at Strong Volkswagen. Yes, they always have 100 vehicles for less than 189 a month with zero out of pocket.
8: This just in six brand new
0: Jetta S automatics on a buy 14.9.
4: Lifetime protection on every pre owned vehicle and credit amnesty. Held over now through Monday at Strong Volkswagen of Salt Lake City. 1070 South Main Street in the heart of Salt Lake City. StrongVW.com. Call 800 new cars. That's 800 new cars. Warranty on cars with under 75,000 miles, 72 months at 4% APR plus tax title license to qualified buyers
5: traffic and weather together brought to you by your Utah Toyota dealers. Let's check in with Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Ricky
6: We do have a small accident. Did tie up traffic at southbound I-15 right around 9th South. So as you were leaving downtown traffic was stacking up. It looks like that's starting to move again. But where you will see delays, it's in Clearfield southbound I-15 due to the right lane blocked at Center Street. It's Crab Festival at Market Street Grill and Oyster Bar serving delicious crab including Dungeness Snow and King Crab. Market Street Grill and Oyster Bar Crab Festival at locations in downtown Cottonwood and South Jordan. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Thanks, Ricky. and checking your weather. Rain and snow showers expected today. Not much accumulation,
5: though. Highs in the upper 40s. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers in the evening, then a chance of snow after midnight. Cloudy lows near 30. Friday, chance of rain and snow showers. Highs in the mid to upper 40s. Saturday, chance of snow in the morning with highs in the lower 40s. And Sunday through Monday, partly cloudy with highs in the lower 40s. Right now, 33 degrees at 12.05. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Mary Ellen Geist. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM, 1160 AM, Utah's news, traffic, and weather station.
4: Today, Let Me Speak to the Governor. Governor Gary Herbert spends one hour answering your questions. Call 801 575 8255. Live from the studios of KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City, it's Let Me Speak to the Governor. Let Me Speak to the Governor.
2: And good afternoon, I'm Maria Shalas along with Governor Gary Herbert and welcome to our first noon hour edition of Let Me Speak to the Governor. Governor, welcome. Thanks for being here today.
9: We're grateful to be here. Finally getting some
2: snow. It's only the end of February. isn't that
9: wonderful? Our prayers are being answered.
2: (laughs) It is. Now, Governor, we have some pretty hefty issues to discuss today. Legislature is winding down and I understand today the Speaker of the House said uh, there are not enough votes for your Healthy Utah plan.
9: Well, and that may be true when it talks about the original Healthy Utah Plan, which is what they discussed in their closed caucus last Thursday, a week ago. But as the process has worked its way uh, in the Senate, they've had public hearings, they've had committee uh, assignments and, and hearings, they've dissected it, and they've modified and improved the bill. So we have r- what we have now that's passed out of the Senate is what we call Healthy Utah 2.0. So this is a different version. It's designed to address most of the issues and questions that have been raised in the House. That's what they need to be debating, not the one that they had last Thursday. And I think everybody at the Hill understands the process of you start with a baseline bill. It gets modified and improved and changed, amended as you respond to public comment. And that's the bill that's now been sent over to uh, the House, and that's the bill they should have public comment on, go through committee hearings, and put it on the floor and vote it up or down, but at least don't shortchange the process because of a perception that maybe we won't have the votes there uh, based on a, a, a different bill.
2: So why those kinds of comments then today, Governor? Say that again? So why those kinds of com- comments from the Speaker of the House today saying that there's, there aren't enough votes?
9: Well, again, it's it's like building a straw man. You know, there's not enough votes for the original health of Utah. Okay, I get it. But there's a new version out there that's designed to address the questions and concerns that they've raised and brought up. Legitimate issues, by the way. And so now we have a new bill out there that's been passed by the Senate. The Senate's gone through the process. Why should the House shortchange the process, and keep the public from having an opportunity to address their elected leaders where they can give input, uh, whether it be pro or con, on the health of Utah. This is a big issue. As Senator Shiozawa said, this is the biggest issue of his tenure in the legislature, certainly the biggest issue we have up there today because the, uh, it impacts so many people on their health care needs, and, and we have $800 million of Utah taxpayers' money <laughs> that by default is going back to Washington, Washington D.C. to stay there, and we get very little benefit of it coming back to Utah. That's just not good math. It's not common sense. So open up the process. Let's hear the debate. Let's ask the tough questions, get answers, and, and then let's vote it up or down in the light of day.
2: This seems like such an unusual situation, uh, because usually it's the Democrats that are against the Republicans. But today, the Democratic leadership has come out and saying they want the Healthy Utah plan.
9: Well, they want Medicaid expansion. They want the full-blown Medicaid expansion. I We've come up with a better plan. Uh, this Healthy Utah, on every level, is a better program than the Medicaid expansion Uh, One, it gives you better health care outcomes. It provides opportunities for self-responsibility and individual responsibility. Also provides a pathway to get a better job to get off government assistance. And so on many levels, this is just a better program. Uh, It's more of a state control. And so uh, I understand that it was probably an easy thing for those on the Democrat side that say, we support Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act anyway. We support Medicaid expansion. And here's uh, something that's kind of uh, a different approach. I think a better approach to, to that. So it's easier for them. Uh, on the Republican side, it's not as easy because they don't, they don't support, and neither did I. I don't support the Affordable Care Act. I think it's flawed in its process. I think it was flawed in its outcome. Uh, it was a flawed bill and then complicated by the Supreme Court decision, which said that Medicaid expansion is voluntary. But guess what? The taxes are mandatory. So we're feeling all the pain of increased taxation of Utah taxpayers' dollars going back to Washington. I'm just trying to create a way to create lemon, lemonade out of lemons and, and respect the taxpayer. As well as, you know, the underlying motivation behind this is to help people. I mean, the people that are 60,000 people that don't have access to affordable health care, we're going to help those folks. And we can do it in a reasonable and rational way that doesn't put us on the road to some kind of dependency uh, we have what we call a grandfather clause that's been granted to us so we can cap the expenses uh, going forward. It's what we did with our pension reform here in the state of Utah where we had a pension plan that was uh, uh, not sustainable. It was costing the taxpayers too much money going forward, so we had to make a change. We said, well, those who are on the program now were grandfathered, but anybody else coming in will be on a less robust pension program that's affordable we can do the exact same thing with the healthy Utah so that after we do the analysis and do the pilot program we have a fallback position that does not in fact put us on a pathway of insolvency or something we cannot handle uh, that would be not fiscally prudent uh, it doesn't cause have any tax increases involved in it, uh, it it's uh, it, there's no unforeseen financial risk that's involved in it and the good news is it doesn't leave tens of thousands of Utahns without health care insurance. So, again, it, it's common sense to me. It's obviously common sense to the Senate. The public overwhelmingly supports it out there based on all the polling. We have over 75 different uh, organizations, businesses, most every chamber of commerce that supports it. We have faith-based organizations. The Catholic Church has come out in support of it. The LDS Church uh, sent a representative to the press conference. They, uh, they've editorialized on it in the Deseret News. I mean, we, it has overwhelming support, and at least the process should be upheld and let the people come in and make comment and then vote up or down in the light of day, whatever your positions are, and justify your vote for it or against it.
2: Let's take a second and invite our listeners to be a part of the conversation. Again, this is Let Me Speak to the Governor. It's during the noon hour. The number to call one 575 Governor, are you going to have some serious conversations on the Hill to, to make sure that this goes forward?
9: Well, we've been having serious conversations already. Uh, we've been working on this in the executive branch for nearly two years. We've worked closely with others in the legislature, particularly uh, Representative Jim Dunigan who's been a great help in getting this uh, discussion going. And, and uh, by the way, I have a great regard for our legislators. They have a difficult job to do in sorting out the fact from the fiction and you know, separating you know all the different advocacy groups and the pros and the cons. It's a tough job. I only have to convince one person. That's me. Uh, and so that's a leisure than having to convince 104 people. Uh, so I recognize the challenge, and and I I think that we've got great leadership in the Senate, and I think we have good uh, l- great leadership uh, in the House. So this is not about personalities. This is really about making sure we adhere to process, and make sure that everybody has the opportunity to to vote their conscience after getting appropriate public comment. So we're going to continue the the, the dialogue. We you know I'm the eternal optimist. Uh, and uh, I, I think there's still opportunity for dialogue. We still have 11 days left in the session, and uh, we shouldn't have to shortchange uh, the time frame here. And I think we can still get to a good place. I hope.
2: A lot of interesting legislation on Capitol Hill. The medicinal marijuana bill passing out of a Senate committee this morning. What What is your perspective on that legislation?
9: I say that again. The medicinal me. marijuana bill. Oh. Um, we had a similar thing last year with uh, cannabis oil. And uh, the position that the state has taken, which I condone and support, is that as a controlled substance for medical use, you know, cannabis oil, it should be uh, available to people who need to use it. The same thing is kind of being discussed here now, with a little broader definition. This allows, as I understand it, the THC, the hallucinogenic aspects of marijuana, to be in the in the uh, in the use whether it be in cinnamon bears or muffins or however right. they want to ingest it. Uh, I don't know if they're talking about smoking No, it's a or
2: non-smokable not. form. Uh,
9: so, again, my belief is that if, if it's if for medicinal purposes as a controlled substance dispensed by real doctors, not Dr. Feelgood, but mm-hmm. just, you know, real doctors out there, uh, then we ought to have that discussion and see what we need to do to, in fact, uh, provide this as another error in the quiver of medicine. Uh, I'm concerned about um, this leading, if we don't have those controls on it, to recreational use, which I think has its own inherent challenges. Um, so I'm concerned that we don't have FDA approval on it. Uh, you know, when we have controlled substances, that we make sure that whoever manufactures it, the, the right dosages are there. We know what's the contents and the makeup of the of the medication is, and we don't have that. And And having self-medication, you know, is a problem that ought not to be overlooked. So I'm happy to have the discussion as a controlled substance for medical use dispensed by a real doctor.
2: And if you'd like to be a part of the program, one triple eight five seven five eight two five five is the number to call. And we do have uh, one caller right now. Let's go to our caller. I believe this is Nels. Good afternoon, Nels.
10: Good afternoon.
9: Good afternoon, Nels.
0: Hello. My question is about Medicaid expansion. The main reason people are against it, as you know, because of the principle of federal control and that they're way out of bounds with, with a lot of things. And you ever-
9: you're breaking up a little bit. I sound like you're on a cell phone and your service isn't working.
2: Can you Give me in now? Okay. Yeah, there you go, Nels. Go ahead. So I wanted to ask, I know the governor has done a lot of
10: work to minimize the federal control, and I wanted to give him a chance. To, I'd like to hear about that.
9: Well, that's a, it's a great question. That's where I started on this quest, Nels, was that, look, my first uh, inclination is don't take the money from us in the first place. We don't need you to develop a new program. We've got plenty of programs now. Uh, please, Congress and President, don't take the money from us in the first place. So that's the first principle. The second principle, though, if you take it from us, for good and noble purposes, whatever their motivation is in Congress and the president to do this, then give it back to us. Give it back to us in a block grant form, as close to a block grant, because then we have flexibility to take the money and spend it the way we think is most appropriate in the state of Utah. And that's what we've tried to do. We don't have an exact block grant, but we've got what probably most people would determine to be maximum flexibility, more flexibility than certainly has been granted to any other state. It's been a long, hard sled to try to negotiate those flexible points. For example, we do have uh, in our program, you automatically enroll in a work program. So when you sign up for Health Utah, you're automatically enrolled into a work program uh, with the justification. The reason you're here is because you're not making enough money. And if you're able-bodied and unemployed, we're going to help you with skills, education, and training to get a job. If you're underemployed, you're not making enough money, but you're employed, which uh, uh, over 50%, maybe close to 60% of the people we're talking about actually do have jobs, we're going to get you a better job. Again, we're giving you education, training, and skills. And guess what? Our Department of Workforce Services is the best in America of getting people off the unemployment rolls into a better job. So we can do that. At the same time, we're going to help you with your health care needs. And if you're not able-bodied, maybe because of a health care problem, we'll give you the health care and hopefully you get able-bodied and then get a better job. But if you are medically frail, if you cannot perform a job, we'll still give you health care. And we're trying to bring that $800 million a year back to Utah and spend it better. If we don't, you know, it's it's the law of the land. It's not like we have any choice here. We're going to be, we are being taxed. We're sending the money. I'm trying to bring it back to Utah and spend it in a more effective way than what's being taken uh, place in Washington, D.C. We're getting virtually no benefit out of it now. By the way, this does not add to the national debt. A lot of people, well, we've got to protect the federal government from themselves. So cut off our nose to spite our face. This does not add to the national debt. The CBO office says, you know, we're sending the money. It doesn't add to any of the debt at all. And we're just missing out on an opportunity to spend our own money back here in Utah in a more efficient and effective way.
2: Nels, thanks so much for your call this afternoon. Again, the number to call one eight 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 five seven five eight two five five. You can also text us at five seven five zero zero. And you were listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor, and we'll be right back.
1: I want you to listen to the story of Paul. You might relate to this if you have any sort of tax issues with the IRS. He had an outstanding IRS debt of seventy two thousand bucks. He had a revenue officer assigned to his case, threatening to make his life just miserable. Paul started getting letters in the mail saying that the IRS was going to levy and garnish his accounts. He was concerned. Then he met with Utah tax attorney Jordan Wilcox. Paul says Jordan proved in more ways than one that he was the solution to my tax problem. He was quickly able to identify the issues. He immediately went to work solving it. Jordan dealt with a revenue officer so I didn't have to. And within a few short months, Paul's tax problem went from $72,000 to zero. Paul says he met with a bunch of different firms and Jordan from the outset seemed to be the only expert who was not preoccupied with fees and gave him assurance that he truly cared call jordan wilcox today 801-657-5951 or you can find jordan wilcox online at taxhelput.com
11: you know honda is america's best and most trusted automotive brand as named by kelly blue book
3: and the new 2015 crv has been named motor trend suv of the year but you've got to test drive one to see why
11: well all the new technology rear view backup camera bluetooth ready and so much more it's
3: got that wonderful camera that goes behind you three car lengths i leave it on all the time when I'm driving in rush hour traffic, it's a, it's a safety feature. You
11: want to know who's following you, don't you? <laughs> With Honda's legendary true cost of ownership, driving a new Honda is affordable.
3: And Honda has tremendous concern for your family, as the CRV is five star safety rated. Yes,
11: yeah, safety awards year after year after year. Your Utah Honda dealers right now have thousands in inventory and literally millions in savings for you right now. So
3: whether it's the CRV or the Accord that I own and love, or whether it's an Odyssey for your family, or maybe it's the Pilot. whatever it is you gotta check it out at your Utah Honda dealer Great
11: gas mileage great safety features with a new or used Honda so the more you compare the more you know you want a Honda.
12: Moab, Utah is breathtaking in a multitude of ways. You can lose your breath on the miles and miles of single-track bike trails. Hold your breath on the exciting whitewater. Pace yourself on the hundreds of trails through the stunning red rock landscape. And the views? Simply breathtaking every single time you gaze across this legendary land. Moab, Utah is closer than you think with perfect weather, blue skies, and stars that blanket the night sky. Take a deep breath and choose from a never-ending list of adventures. Mountain and road biking, hiking, rock climbing golfing rafting kayaking photography four-wheeling wine tasting fishing camping horseback riding relaxing renewing incredible moab is the gateway to arches and canyonland national parks with scenery and rock formation that will take your breath away start your next adventure online at discovermoab.com then plan your getaway moab where adventure begins Produced in cooperation with the Utah Office of Tourism, discovermoab.com.
13: What if one simple change had the power to change the way you look, feel, and age? What if something you already do every day suddenly had the power to help you live longer, look younger, have more energy, lose weight, save money, get sick less, feel better more, reduce risk of chronic disease, increase lifespan, improve cholesterol, and refresh your outlook? It's Green T H P. Remember, it's a substitute, not a supplement. By replacing the high cost, high calorie, low nutrition drinks that currently provide you no nutritional return on investment with Green T H P, you not only reduce your consumption of high calorie, low nutrition beverages, you to increase your intake of energy, anti-aging, wellness, and weight loss promoting ingredients. Green T H P in 36 refreshing flavors and caffeine free too. Available at Fashion Place, Southtown, Newgate Mall, Leighton Hills Mall, Red Cliffs, and every major mall along the Wasatch Front. What if one simple change had the power to change the way you look, feel, and age? Green T H P.
4: The governor answers your questions. Utah's most important issues on Let Me Speak to the Governor.
2: And good afternoon. I'm Maria Shaleos, along with Governor Gary Herbert. The number for you to call, one 575 or you can text us at five seven five zero zero. And, Governor, before we get to the next caller, we did have one of our texters asking how they could find out about their legislate- legislator, find out who they are. And we can tell them you can do that at le.utah.gov slash house. And now, Governor, we have, have Carmela on the line. And Carmela, what can we help you with this afternoon? Hi. Um, I had a question on how the health care program can support mental health programs that are not approved by regular insurance, like um, residential programs or alternative therapies, like for PTSD or severe OCD.
9: Yes, that, those are difficult issues, and, and if you have uh, family and friends that are going through PTSD, TSD. I know that's a, that's a challenge. I work with our military people in particular all the time. Doesn't necessarily have to come from a military experience, but mental health issues are, are difficult. Our intent is to provide an opportunity for people to get health care insurance that they choose for themselves. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. That's one of the beauties of of the Healthy Utah approach is that you'll get some premium assistance to help you afford to buy a private insurance that has the coverage that you need uniquely for yourself or for your family. So it's designed to go beyond just a one-size-fits-all approach. And so there are programs and policies out there that you'll be able to acquire through Healthy Utah.
2: Okay, thanks. Thank you so much for your call. Let's take the next caller now, and we have Carrie on the line. Hi, Carrie. Carrie, are you there?
6: Carrie, are you there? I am. Go ahead. Hello, Governor. I want Hi, to Carrie. Thank you. Hi, thank you for increasing the weight per pupil unit in your budget. And I want to ask if that gets through in some form. If you would be willing to encourage the State Office of Education to provide professional development related to students with dyslexia. My son has dyslexia, and he's one of about 90,000 students in Utah. And they are often underserved, and they don't always qualify for special education, and it's a growing need in Utah.
9: Well, it is a significant challenge. Uh, We all know people with dyslexia, and, and the challenge it is for them to read and consequently to learn. Uh, very smart people that have a challenge in learning because of dyslexia. So uh, it's one of those issues that needs to be addressed. This is what's been proposed. Uh, our uh, proposal is $503 million into public education, the largest increase in 25 years, which includes, in fact, uh, the uh, 6.25% weighted pupil unit, which is how we fund uh, public education in the main. Um, the good news is that, in the beginning we had six hundred thirty six million dollars of new money uh, ongoing in one time kind of equally divided. Uh, even better news is that we 've just got the new revised numbers here just a week and a half ago shows we have an additional one hundred million dollars equally divided, so a total of seven hundred thirty six so we have the ability to invest in education in ways we haven 't done in recent memory. Uh, and still take care of other demanding needs which are out there. So I'm hopeful that we'll get a, a significant infusion of, of dollars into our education system. The weighted pupil unit, how we've done it, is try tried to give local control to the local school districts, the 41 different districts out there, so that they can decide how to, in fact, spend that money, which could include uh, professional development, Uh, It could include uh, hiring more teachers, increasing salaries, uh, reducing classroom size. Uh, We want that to be at the local control level so that they can decide what's in their best interest based on their own unique circumstances, their own district, which would allow for professional development. If you have uh, dyslexic children, let's give that as a section of professional development. If you're in a district where you don't have any dyslexic kids, I can't imagine that, but they would not have to, in fact, have that mandate imposed upon them. So the hope is that the local school districts and the local super, uh, super, uh, excuse me, the local school boards, the local superintendents, the principals will, in fact, address this issue uh, and their unique needs and have the flexibility to address those needs.
2: Thank you very much.
9: Thank you, Carrie.
2: Uh, Governor, I'm going to try to pass along this text. Uh, Somebody's saying, uh, I know that states like Indiana have offered a health savings account-like solution for Medicaid. Do you think that if you were to do something like that, put that in your plan, that it would have a chance of passing?
9: Well, that's the good news about what we've done here. We're not locked in and say, well, we've done what we can do, and now we can never improve it. This has been a work in progress. We've learned from, in fact, Indiana. They have a Healthy Indiana program, and really that's kind of where I got the idea of why don't we have a Healthy Utah program. It's worked well in many ways, and health savings accounts in Indiana have been a part of it. We do have, in fact, with our Medicaid uh, modifications and waivers, the ability to have health savings accounts here in Utah. And so those can be and are going to be incorporated into the Healthy Utah program. And as we find better ways to do things, we can evolve and improve. We don't have to wait till perfect happens before we can engage. As the speaker has said to me before, let's not let perfect be the enemy of good. We have a very good program here which can continue to evolve and become better. Uh, the Department of Health has said to us, if other waivers come along, other uh, opportunities of improvement from other states we learn from, we can take steps to incorporate those into the Healthy Utah program. So whatever we have today on the table, which we call Healthy Utah 2.0, is a good program. I expect that a year from now or two years from now, we'll have even a better uh, a healthy Utah program as we find other and better ways to do things. Uh, and so this should evolve, uh, certainly get better and better each and every year. And we have the control to do that.
2: All right, Governor, we need to take a break for the bottom of the hour news. And you are listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor. The number to call one And when we come
5: back, Rick, you'll be up next. It's 1230 in the KSL 24-Hour Newsroom. I'm Mary Ellen Geis. KSL's top local story this hour, politics on KSL News Radio. Well, it barely clears a state senate panel, but advocates say they're happy to see a medical marijuana bill advance to Utah's full senate. A
8: brain tumor and fibromyalgia have debilitated Christine Stenquist.
6: I've been using cannabis and becoming an active participant in my life again. My daughter and I are closer than we've ever been. Now she finally has a healthy mom.
8: She and other medicinal marijuana users say they don't want to be punished for seeking healing. DEA agent Matt Fairbanks says legalizing pot will put teens in danger. You can see that it is increased among every state
10: where medical marijuana has been legalized.
8: Utah law enforcement officials say SB 259 won't keep criminals down and taxation problems will arise. Peter Saymore, KSL News
7: Radio.
5: And as you've been here on KSL's Let Me Speak to the Governor program, Governor Gary Herbert says Utahns should be concerned and alarmed that their representatives won't even take up his Medicaid expansion plan. The Senate passed that measure yesterday, but House Speaker Greg Hughes says he won't even bring it up for debate because he says there's no support among Republicans in the House. KSL's top national story now from ABC News. The FCC agreed today to impose strict new regulations on Internet service providers like Comcast, Verizon, and AT&T. The agency voted 3-2 to in favor of rules aimed at enforcing what's called net neutrality. Commissioner Minon Clyburn voted in favor of the new rules.
3: Today's vote seeks to draw a line in the sand once and for all by removing barriers to deployment and fostering competition consistent with the FCC's core mission, and values. Net
5: neutrality, of course, is the idea that service providers shouldn't intentionally block or slow web traffic, creating paid fast lanes on the Internet. We'll have more details coming up on the browsers. Other national stories were following harsh words for GOP House leaders moments ago from White House spokesman Josh Ernest because it appears they may stand in the way of funding the Department of Homeland Security.
8: Republicans made an aggressive case over the course of last year about why the American people should entrust the United States Congress to Republican leadership uh And here we are uh seven or eight weeks into their tenure. Uh, and they're uh, on the precipice of falling down on the job.
5: Senate Republicans say they're ready to pass a clean funding bill for the Department of Homeland Security. But House Speaker John Boehner says he is against the bill because it does not dismantle the president's executive actions on immigration. Your money at this moment. The Dow is now down 33 points at 18,192. The Nasdaq is off, or up 7 points rather at 4,974. And the S&P is down 6 at 2,107. <laughs> coming up on KSL News Radio big changes in the weather get ready for more of the white stuff we'll check the KSL weather forecast coming up next KSL News Time 232
12: I walked into a furnace room, and there stood an old water heater my dad, Richard Whipple, had installed 32 years before, and it was still going strong. What a treat. He's been gone since 1999, and his careful installation and proper maintenance kept this water heater going for more than four times the average life. A great mentor, proper procedures, and proper maintenance still makes it feasible for us to guarantee our installations for 10 years. Proper maintenance increases efficiency, speed of recovery, and quantity of hot water. Proper maintenance also reduces corrosion, and excessive pressure. At Whipple Service Champions, this annual service is just $49. You get more hot water faster, save fuel, and extend the life of your water heater for just $49. Boiler tune-ups are still just $49, too. Call Utah's best of state, Whipple Service Champions. You know the number? 801-444-FAST. That's 801-444-FAST. Whipple, they
7: come, plumbing troubles all
14: gone. For emergencies, when you call today, we come today. I'm Lex Friedman. I run my own business, so I know from experience, hiring new employees can be tough. Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And with ZipRecruiter's premium traffic boost, you can get up to three times more candidates. Quickly screen applicants, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can try Zip Recruiter for free. Plus, get 30% off your first traffic boost by going to ziprecruiter.com slash talk radio. That's ziprecruiter.com slash talk radio. One more time, to try it for free, go to ziprecruiter.com slash talk radio.
5: Traffic and weather together brought to you by your Utah Toyota dealers.
6: Let's check in with Ricky Meese and the KSL Traffic Center. Ricky. On the west side of the valley, we have an accident eastbound on California Avenue right there at I-215's West Belt at the overpass. It is blocking a left lane of traffic, and we've had some construction blocking a southbound right lane of traffic there by Center Street in Clearfield. That lane is now open, but the delays linger. KSL traffic trooper Scott giving us a, a close view.
8: And traffic's backed all the way up into almost Riverdale.
6: Hopefully with those lanes now open, those delays will clear out quickly. Nothing's more romantic than snuggling by the fire. Increase the beauty and comfort of your home this month with Alpine Fireplaces. Visit one of their six showrooms or online at alpinefireplaces.com. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. And weather, rain and snow showers, but not much accumulation out there. Highs in the upper 40s. Tonight, chance of rain and
5: snow in the evening. Then a chance of snow showers after midnight. Cloudy and lows near 30. Friday, chance of rain. In snow. Highs in the mid to upper 40s. Saturday, chance of snow in the morning with highs in the lower 40s. And Sunday, partly cloudy with highs in the lower 40s. Right now, it's 34 degrees at 1236. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Mary Ellen Geist, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM, 1160 AM, Utah's news, traffic, and weather station.
4: Reach out to Governor Herbert. Text 575 00 or call him at 801 575 8255. It's Let Me Speak to the Governor.
2: And good afternoon. I'm Maria Shaleos, along with Governor Gary Herbert. And Governor, we have a caller on the line. And Rick, what can we help you with this afternoon? Rick, are you there? Hello, Rick. Okay, Rick is there, Rick but I think he's having a bite for lunch. Uh, <laughs> while, he's, while we wait for him for just one second, Governor, we have a texter asking, if you would consider getting rid of sage testing, this is a person who thinks it's pretty cumbersome. How do you feel about the sage testing?
9: Well, SAGE testing is just the start. It's relatively new, so I'm more inclined to let's give it a chance before we throw out uh, the SAGE testing. I think most everybody agrees that we need to have, in fact, a way to assess the progress of our students That's generally done through testing. If we're testing too much, then we ought to, in fact, uh, you know, change that. Uh, and I think a lot of people think that we're doing too much testing and not enough teaching. So there needs to be the appropriate balance Uh, I think, uh, so over-testing, access to technology or computer-adaptive testing actually helps uh, the teacher assess the progress of the student. And the uh, stage testing also has raised the bar on what's acceptable. So it's like uh, if we thought, you know, jumping 10 feet was acceptable before, now the standard has moved to 12 feet, and unless we make some adjustments, we'll show that we're failing. And so the measurement that we get from uh, testing, whether that be uh, in measurement of schools or teachers and their effectiveness, is probably a good thing. We just need to understand that, you know, we've raised the bar, so uh, we're not going to perform quite as well until we adjust our training schedule. So uh, SAGE testing, I think, is uh, we need to give it a little more time. Uh, where there are problems, let's fix them. I think there certainly is a concern about over-testing. Uh, we're in control of the testing here in Utah. We control the test questions, and they're monitored by our parents to make sure we have appropriate questions. So overall, I think it's a, a net gain, but there are some legitimate issues that need to be addressed.
2: Well, let's see if we found Rick now. Rick, are you there? Okay, we're going to skip Rick, and we're going to go to Dean. And good afternoon, Dean. What can we help you with that with this, this afternoon?
10: Well, thank you. Um, thank you, Governor, for uh, being there to take the call. Um, I just want to uh, echo... Your <coughs> excuse me. I want to echo your opinion on the Healthy Utah bill? I think it's act, It's just silly that the speaker won't allow this to come to the floor. Um, it's kind of like a a football team that doesn't show up because the sports pundits have told them they're not going to
2: win.
9: Well, it's 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 probably a little bit more complicated than that. But I, I understand the sports analogy, and I know that they have had. A week ago, a closed caucus meeting with their members, and uh, I'm sure that as they've had the discussion, we were not invited to come and participate uh, and let them answer questions, but they feel like they don't have the votes. But again, I'm, I want to tell everybody that was on a bill that's not what was passed out of the Senate yesterday. And that was the original Healthy Utah version. It's been modified. And what passed out of the Senate is with those modifications, which is now Healthy Utah 2.0. We think addressing most all of the problems and questions that the House members had, we certainly have support there in the House. It's just not that they don't think there's a majority vote. Uh, I do recognize that the speaker, and again, Greg Hughes is a friend of mine. He's a a good guy and trying to do the best he can to herd those cats in the house, and uh, it's a challenging job. It's not easy. Um, But I note in his editorial that was put in Utah Policy yesterday that there's, at least in his own mind, as I review what he said, some misunderstandings and some errors as far as what he's uh, targeting as a problem with Health Utah. And I'm just uh, here to say that's because they're targeting the wrong bill, and it's like they've created a straw man here that they're trying to uh, uh, defeat and say we don't have the votes for it, when we have a new bill out there that they ought to openly discuss and debate, get public input, pro and con, and have it go through the committee assignments, and then out to the floor and and vote up or down. I, whatever happens, happens, but at least it ought to be open and transparent.
10: Well, I have written uh, emails to my representative, Representative Green in Pleasant Grove, and have Urged him to, um, you know, put pressure on the speaker to bring this thing to a vote. And I also just want to add, just very briefly, that um, I am very much in favor of the primary seat uh, seatbelt law. Uh-huh. Um, I was kind of on the fence with this, and Doug Wright is actually the one that kind of made up my mind uh, <laughs> he 's very
2: <obviously>. persuasive
9: <laughs> well, chuck him one up for Doug then uh, I know the the sponsor of that is a uh, highway patrol trooper. I know that his motivation he 's seen too many tragedies, and particularly the young people who were not buckled up and and uh, end up having a very tragic end uh, it 's so easy for us to buckle up, and it 's becoming the culture and it 's probably time to make it a primary offense. You know we don't think a thing about it when we get on airplanes. we buckle up, and yet it's probably a lot more uh, uh, probably a lot more advantageous for us to buckle up when we're driving our car.
10: Well, I had a daughter that almost died because she wasn't buckled up, and in fact, one of the passengers in her car did die because he was thrown from the vehicle and the vehicle rolled on top of him so I think it's fine that we make this a, a primary law. Yeah.
9: Well, the support of the people, I mean, that's really how this is supposed to work. We're a representative form of government, and the people need to be speaking, and we need to be listening. So uh, go to the Hill on any of these issues, speak to your uh, representatives, uh, your uh, House members and Senate members, and hopefully we'll get a, a fair hearing on this, and that's all we can ask on Healthy Utah or anything else for that matter.
10: Thank you for the work that you do, Governor. I think you're uh, doing a great job.
9: Thank you.
2: Dean, thanks for your call. Let's take a question now from Chase. Uh, Good afternoon, Chase.
10: Thank you, Governor.
9: Hi, how are you, Chase?
10: Good, thank you, Governor. Uh, I am just interested in learning about uh, kind of what Utah is doing to prevent and treat uh, prescription drug abuse.
9: Well, it's an issue. We've actually had some different programs out there trying to to, uh, um, increase awareness so that people understand uh, the challenges of prescription drug abuse. We have a higher incidence here in Utah than we should have. Uh, we may be reluctant to take illicit drugs, but we get uh, hooked on painkillers and other drugs that are given to us and, and uh, have this same uh, dismal impact. So awareness is a big thing. We're trying to start in early in schools, elementary schools, and, and in our health uh, classes to to tell them to avoid getting addicted to uh, uh, painkillers and other kinds of drugs. And so the awareness campaigns is the, is the best thing we can do to start people out with uh, a knowledge of how to avoid uh, getting hooked on drugs.
10: Great. And is there like a specific um, detail towards parents and preventing youth from requiring uh, grandparents or their prescription drugs? Is there a similar campaign or awareness project?
9: There have been different programs. The one that comes to my mind immediately is the alcohol uh, uh, underage drinking campaign, which has come uh, forward. You've seen some of the commercials. They've been very creative and uh, talking about uh, underage drinking. Uh, And so there are different programs, you know, whether it's anti-tobacco smoking use for underage, underage alcohol drinking, Uh, the awareness program I talked to you about on drugs are part of the effort to heighten awareness. Uh, We think ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and so we're trying to emphasize on that aspect of it. Uh, some of these, uh, uh, you know, tobacco and alcohol are legal when you reach a certain age, and there are certainly legal commodities out there and products that can be ascertained and, and acquired uh, and, and used in certain appropriate ways. But, uh, you know, people should be uh, informed, and then uh, hopefully they'll make the right choice.
10: Great. Great. Thank you. Um, just one last question, uh, m- maybe about those that are currently um, needing treatment or help with uh, treatment Mm of prescription drug abuse. Is there uh, programs or benefits they can acquire?
9: Well, you can go to uh, health.utah.gov and probably find different resources there. But one of the things that we've done here in Utah, effectively, for those who find themselves in violation of the law, we have what's called drug courts. We also have for mental health courts for people that have problems, but you go to a drug court and they'll give you an opportunity to go into a program and forego incarceration.
14: Mm-hmm. And and
9: so there's there are programs available for those who've even crossed the line and broken the law. But go to health. utah. gov and there's probably a list of different opportunities for you and resources that you can access. Great okay thank you all
2: right chase thanks for your call the number to call if you have a question for the governor one we have a call now from joe hi joe hi how are you doing great
9: hey joe
8: hey governor how are you
9: good thank you
8: um i just wanted to comment that i really appreciate your leadership of the state um i think you do a great job with a, a non you know a common sense way of doing things um uh, my question to you is kind of a broad one. I'm just curious on your take on what is with the leadership uh, role in like the, in the state Senate and, and uh, House and also for that matter in the U.S. Senate and the, and the U.S. House where, you know, these guys get put in that spot where we have no control over them as the people and they have all the control over our representatives, which we may like and we never get things heard like Healthy Utah.
9: Well, different bodies uh, have different rules on how they conduct themselves and how they interface. We have a constitution here in Utah that gives us some direction. The House and the Senate have adopted rules of conduct and how they do things. Uh, and certainly the bill that uh, originated from either the House or the Senate, they go through a process of committee. They have uh, constituents that come in and, and talk about the bill, for the bill, against the bill. And then that committee makes a decision on whether it should go forward to the full body. And uh, that goes to the floor. Uh, and then they debate it on the floor. And in the Senate, they have three different readings that they go through that process. That's what's happened with Healthy Utah. And they've passed it out. and Now it's over to the House. What should happen over there to go through the process is it goes to a committee. And this should go to the health committee. It's a health issue. And they would have input from the public and, and take some public testimony. Uh, they'll vote up or down. And if they have enough votes, it will be sent to the floor of the House for a final debate and discussion, uh, open and transparent. And they'll vote it up or down. And that's how the process is supposed to work. And generally, it works that way. Certainly, it works that way generally for big bills, it's uh, it's uh, sometimes for expediency's sake, for something that's unanimous or slam dunk or not a big issue of much consequence, maybe they'll shortchange the, the process. But this is one of the bigger issues uh, of this decade. And so it deserves a full hearing and an honest debate in an open and transparent way. And so the public needs to, in fact, say, we expect this from our legislators. We expect you to be transparent and open. And uh, the public does have ability to impact your own individual legislature and uh, senator and, and impact the outcome. On the Senate, or excuse me, on the D.C. side, again, they have their own rules. Uh, the good news for anybody who cares is that uh, with the new leader, uh, Majority Leader McConnell, they've actually had more votes in the Senate uh, so far in just the four weeks they've been in session than under Harry Reid they had all last year. So he's allowing more votes. He's allowing things to go to the floor. Again, the the, the majority leader in the Senate in, in Washington D.C. is very powerful. He can control the the docket and the, and and what gets to be talked to and spoke to and voted upon. And they have similar rules in the House. So uh, it's you know it, it's sometimes it's frustrating. It's the old joke about if you don't like uh, uh, if you like sausages, don't watch them make it. And the same thing is true about legislation. Uh, you know it it gets a little bit messy. And frustrated. Yeah, I,
8: I totally <laughs> understand. Yeah, you're not kidding. Oh, <laughs> thanks, thanks
9: so for your much. support.
8: I uh, like that. All uh, right. Like the other caller said, I'm in, I'm in full support of the primary seatbelt law. So I'm driving a commercial vehicle, and we see some of the bad wrecks on the roads, and it's not good.
9: Well, with that kind of support, if the people out Thank there, let, let them know, it'll pass. Let the, let the legislators know, and it'll pass.
8: Okay, cool. Thank
2: you very much. Thank you for your call today. Uh, Governor, before we run out of time, we have a text question for you, and that is, what is your opinion on the passing of net
9: neutrality? Net neutrality, uh, is that... I don't know what net neutrality is. We've got to have something more specific than net neutrality.
2: Um, we'll come back. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll let you we'll let you address it then.
9: Okay. Okay. See if we can find somebody to tell me.
2: Okay. And you've been <laughs> listening to "Let Me Speak to the Governor" on KSL News Radio. Back after a quick break.
1: Does the word "value" come to mind when you go to the dentist? Do you ever leave the dentist feeling like I don't think I got my money's worth in that whole exchange? Well, if that's the case, you've got to check out the dental clinic at Roseman University. We're talking affordable dental care. For the entire family. And it's for everybody. Adults, teens, seniors, children, ages 4 and up. And here's how it works. They're lower costs than traditional dentists. And they just reduced... They're already low fees to make it even more affordable to get great dental care for the entire family. We're talking about student dentists at the Doctor of Dental Medicine program at Roseman, who are supervised by licensed Utah dentists, and they offer an entire range of services, basic cleanings, fillings, root canals, extraction. Give them a call right now. They're accepting new patients with or without insurance. They also accept Medicaid. It's located right off the 106 South Freeway exit, right off of I-15. The dental clinic at Roseman University. Call today. 801-660-1807, 801-660-1807, or you can find them online at www.rosmandental.com.
7: Visiting Utah's Bryce Canyon is the best way to spend your spring break with your family. Get up close to the most amazing view in the West. The only way to be that close to world-famous Bryce Canyon is to stay at historic Ruby's Inn. At Ruby's Inn, enjoy amenities for every type of traveler, from four-star accommodations at the Bryce Canyon Grand to family lodging at Ruby's Inn Hotel to the RV park all the way to the teepees of the campground. It's all here for you to visit Bryce Canyon your way. Don't forget the General Store and the full dinner theater at Ebenezer's Barn and Grill. Ruby's Inn completes your Bryce Canyon experience because it's your home base for family adventure. Give your family that wow moment and reconnect with nature this spring break. Plan your Bryce Canyon trip today to historic Ruby's Inn, the wonder of the West. Go to the hot deal section of rubysinn.com for best rates.
3: At Intermountain Healthcare, our experts were specially selected by the FDA to implant and research one of the first wireless pacemakers in the nation. The wireless pacemaker is smaller, doesn't require traditional surgery, and has fewer potential complications like infections. This new advanced technology is changing the future of heart care, and we're at the forefront. Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. Almost every newborn ICU in the world uses the same solution to help clear the airways of at-risk preemies on respirators. Almost every newborn ICU at Intermountain Healthcare. Our experts saw the need for a better solution. We've developed a new endotracheal breathing fluid to better help babies in need. It decreases the chance of infections so more babies can thrive. We're improving care for those that depend on us so they won't always need to. Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life.
4: Time for our final segment, the Let Me Speak to the Governor Quick Q&A.
2: And thanks for joining us for Let Me Speak to the Governor. And let's get back for just a second, Governor, to net neutrality. Kind of blindsided you on that because that action happened right before you came into the studio to be Let Me Speak to the Governor. You well, weren't aware of that. Well,
9: well thank you, Maria, and thanks to your enlightenment. I know it's about the Internet and uh, the Internet highway. and. The quest out there to have fairness by some and uh, a free market situation on others where they can charge more for higher speed. So I I actually heard about this before. I didn't know it was net neutrality was the the topic. It it really is going to be an interesting debate. Uh, the Internet seems to be working very well for most people. I don't hear a lot of complaints. Nobody brings that to my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you can charge more money for Netflix to get a higher speed as opposed to somebody else, that probably is working pretty well. Others are saying, well, the government ought to make sure that it's fair across the board for everybody who has the same speed. I'm a little concerned about government getting involved in anything, predict something that's working so well is the Internet and and imposing their will upon it and putting their thumb on what they think is right and fair.
2: Okay, this is a segment where we do a little bit lighter stuff, and so I'm going to ask you how happy you are to see the snow.
9: Oh, hey, my prayers have been answered. I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy to see the snow, and part of the reason I, I want to have some snow in the mountains in the first part of March because I'm entertaining a bunch of governors they're coming here from, uh, to Park City, and, and some of their family members like to get out in the outdoors and ski. And so I'm hopeful that we have still snow up in Park City in our ski resorts uh, when the governors come in. So it's good for everybody. We need to, for our water. I hope we have three or four or five more big storms.
2: So speaking of the governors, you just returned from Washington, D.C., the National Governors Association. Uh, tell us about your role. How does your role with the National Governors Association, how does that help Utah?
9: Well, first off, Utah's front and center, uh, you know, front row seat here and helping lead this nation. And as I heard from Vice President Joe Biden when I was with him just past Monday and the president, he said the states are the best hope for America. The governors are leading the way. We are the laboratories of democracy. And, of course, the guy and the state that's leading the governors is Utah. So we have an opportunity to be in a very prominent role, set by example, good things and how we, how we conduct ourselves. And, frankly, in every measurable way, we're excelling uh, economically. Uh, we're doing things better for education, our infrastructure needs, our pension reform, our efficiency in government. We're just doing some really good things that other states are paying attention to and asking, how are you doing it? Because we want to copy Utah. So it, it's a good position for us to be in.
2: Okay, it's almost time for the Girl Scout cookies to be delivered. What, what is your favorite cookie?
9: Well, they're all good. I don't want to offend any uh, uh, cookie out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually kind of partial to the mint oh, cookies. Oh, me too. I, like I
2: won't them. even tell you. How. I can't say no. They just ask me and I say, sure, I'll take another two boxes. <laughs> I'm not sure how many two boxes I've ordered now.
9: Well, it goes to a good cause, and we appreciate the Girl Scouts.
2: Well, we have just a minute left, so I'll just ask you one of my questions uh, about roads. We've heard a lot about roads. Um, This year in the legislature and gas tax. And how do you feel about that?
9: Well, clearly, infrastructure needs are important at the top of the list. Uh, We cannot have a a great economy if we don't have the ability to go from place to place and get from point A to point B. And our legislature and and their wisdom has understood that. And we've funded uh, our roads in uh, significant ways. And I think that needs to continue. I've been a little concerned about the earmarking where it ties the legislature's hands, and they've tied their own hands, and I just don't think that's good policy. We've talked about taking that earmark off. We also understand there needs to be some kind of ability to have enhanced revenue uh, for our ongoing, in the, in the third or fourth fastest-growing state in America, transportation, road construction, and maintenance needs. And so the debate is on a gasoline tax or a sales tax or earmarking or, excuse me, uh, uh, indexing or both. And I think the easiest one is the gasoline tax. It's kind of straightforward. It's not hide the pee. It's just here's where it is. But there's some wisdom behind a sales tax. Maybe we'll get a hybrid of both. But uh, it's an issue that I think that now is the time to act. And particularly for uh, doing it now, we'll take care of our long-term needs uh, up to at least 2040.
2: Governor, thanks for being here. When we talk to you next month, the legislature will be over.
9: Well, that's probably good news for everybody, for me, and <laughs> we'll for, the, for the legislature. And I, Again, let me just finish by saying these guys are great. They represent the people in, in good ways. They're good-hearted, hard-working souls. Uh, the leadership in the Senate and the House, they're all friends of mine. And in spite of differences we have, doesn't mean that this is a personal—we've uh, got good people elected to the state. That's why we are the best-minded state in America leading the way.
2: All right, and we'll see you again next month for Let Me Speak to the Governor. If you are over the age of 50 and are considering
0: buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some urgent news for you. Do not buy an annuity until you understand all of the pros and cons behind annuities. An eye-opening free book from best-selling author and national financial commentator Alan Haft has been released that reveals the truth about annuities in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we're about to offer you this book. This free book reveals the five secrets baby boomers and seniors need to know before buying an annuity. Call now to get your copy of this free book rushed to you today. After all, don't you want to avoid the expensive mistakes baby boomers and seniors make when they buy annuities? Any mistakes now will be costly later to you and your family. Call 888-316-0997. That's 888-316-0997. Again, call 888-316-0997. That's 888-316-0997.
4: Utah's fastest source for breaking news. Streaming live on your phone with iHeartRadio. Tune in and the app for KSL. KSL FM, Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Utah's news, traffic, and weather station.
13: One o'clock in the KSL 24 hour newsroom. I'm Scott Seeger, KSL's top story is politics on KSL News Radio. Utah Governor Gary
14: Hurst.